everybody. Welcome, welcome on this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, beautiful morning after a rainy evening, and I hope that uh, the storm treated you all right, that you're doing okay this morning. A uh, couple of things here. I just want to give a few shout outs here. I'm, I'm trying to look at YouTube, although I really, really need my glasses to do this. I'm seeing uh, Anita Fink, Nolan Everett, Heidi Loverkamp, Judy Frost, uh, Debbie, uh, Ben Brown, the uh, one Everett, hey, hey, uh, Angela. Uh, sorry, I can't hardly see. Gordon, Judy from North Carolina. Uh, all kinds of folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Let me see Facebook. You got some folks on there I can give a shout out to. All right, shout outs to uh, Michelle and Amanda and uh, Candia, uh, Carl Cherry, Denise Dawson, uh, Karen Van Norman, Emily Plato, Tim Preeb. Hey, buddy. Uh, anyway, Colin Hopkins, Junior Gordon. Good morning, Junior. Teresa Atkinson. You guys are awesome, man. Good, good to have you along for the ride today. <clears throat> By the way, my name is Tim, and that is Jane right there. And uh, she's going to be on camera here in just a second. Do you want to see her? Here, let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. I can get a little, little further. You got to lean over a little further. I don't know if they saw it or not. A little further. A little further. It's <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, we're going to be in James chapter five today. Again, we're going to be in verse 11. I got a lot to do today. Got to finish my sermon. So hopefully a little shorter today. Been going kind of long. This is, if you're keeping track, devotional number five as we count down to one. And then we're going to do probably a scheduled change to go to once or twice a week, more than likely twice a week. But we'll see. We'll see. Again, this whole scheduled change thing depends on what's happening in the pandemic world. And hopefully, you know, everything will be back to normal in five more devotions, but probably realistically not so much uh, back to normal. So uh, we'll adapt when we get there. We'll adapt. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've already seen a lot of folks now going back to work, which is, you know, ultimately that's a good thing, man. People need to be able to go to work and feed their families and so forth. But uh uh, you know, it's just a, a change for us in the schedule as things slowly move back toward normal, right? And 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 uh, so so in this new schedule that I'm at least praying about, thinking about, we would be broadcasting live content on Sunday uh, in our services. We would be broadcasting on Tuesday uh, with our devotional, then on Thursday with our devotional, and um, and then Thursday night we would have a service at church uh, once things move closer to normal here. But so that would be uh, three times a week, you know, Sunday, um, Tuesday, Thursday. So, so, so if you think about it, you got Sunday, something's coming from the church, Monday, no, Tuesday, yes, Wednesday, no, Thursday, yes, Friday, Saturday, no. So a little bit more manageable schedule for us uh, three times a week. Obviously, it's more manageable. So, this is on 
patience and endurance and perseverance that we've been calling spiritual grit. Uh, because as I said uh, a few days ago, when we started this run of devotions, that this thing has taken longer than any of us wanted to take. So uh, throughout this pandemic, especially now, spiritual grit is absolutely important. It's important in life in general, but it's especially important when we're going through a season like this, <clears throat> because we not only want to get through this, but we want to get through it in the right way. We want to get through it in a God-honoring way. So in our devotional time on Monday, we saw, as we uh, took a little bit of a deep dive into the book of James, we saw that um, Jesus is our motivation, our motivation for enduring. But not only is he our motivation, he's, our, he's the power of our perseverance. He himself is our Savior who endured to the end. He won the victory for us, gave the victory to us, but he also... Once he ascended, sent his Holy Spirit down to live inside of everyone who believes. And so we not only have him to look to as an example and as our motivation, but man, he is, according to the Bible, when you accept Christ, his spirit comes to live inside of you and his spirit gives you the power to live the life that he's called us to live. And that was all Monday. Tuesday, we uh, continue and continued in James as he gave us three examples of persevering faith. And each one of these examples just shows us a little bit of a different characteristic of spiritual grit, grit that God has given to us to use for our good and for his glory. <clears throat> Tuesday was the first one of those three examples. We talked about the farmer and all the lessons that came from uh, farming and being a good farmer and uh, the persevering lessons, especially. And then uh, Wednesday, we talked about the prophets, and that was yesterday. Today, we kind of have a different one, uh, but it is a guy who is famous for his patience, his endurance, his perseverance. Um, his name is Job, J-O-B, Job. Now, if you don't know about Job, <clears throat> I encourage you to read the book sometime, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to read it in just a moment. But uh, Job is the heavyweight champion in the arena of suffering. Um, back in the day when, when he lived, he was the wealthiest man around. He had every blessing that you could imagine. He had everything going for him. But in a two-day period, his life fell apart. Everything fell apart. And interestingly, uh, the first thing that the Bible teaches us about Job is that he was a good man. He was a good man. You know, the question is oftentimes asked, why do bad things happen to good people? As if good people should get a pass. And, and <clears throat> one of the answers I've, or one of the things I've heard people say when, when, when the question is asked, why do, good, why do bad things happen to good people? One of the responses that I have heard yay many times throughout my life is there are no good people. There are no good people. We're all sinners. We all deserve to be punished all the time, 24-7 for our sins. But the, the truth is the Bible does describe some people as being good people. Um, <clears throat> just a couple of examples. The Bible says Noah was a righteous man. Noah was a righteous man. Was he perfect? No, he wasn't perfect, but he was a, he was a good man. Uh, God calls Abraham righteous as well. And um, in fact, if you scroll down here in, in chapter five, you scroll down in chapter five, uh, verse 16, 
you'll see that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And uh, so it says that right here in this chapter that we're in today, in chapter five of James, that there can be somebody who is righteous, not, not righteous like Jesus was righteous, but somebody who is living a good life, who's at least trying, who's trying to walk with the Lord. And then about Job, uh, the Bible describes Job as being blameless and upright. Um, I believe the phrase it uses is the greatest man among all the people in the East, the greatest man among all the people of the East. Now, don't get me wrong here. That's, that's not saying that Job is perfect because nobody is perfect except for Jesus. So when it says he was blameless and upright, it's not saying that he had perfection in his life. It's telling you and I that Job was a good, good man. And you would think that if anybody deserves a pass on bad things happening to them, it would be Job. It would be Job. In fact, let me show you something. He was already a good man. But just to show you where his mind was, he was already a good man, according to the Bible, but he was concerned that he wasn't good enough. He was concerned that he wasn't good enough. He was just trying, trying, trying to walk with the Lord, to do what the Lord wanted him to do. But he he was concerned that he wasn't he wasn't being good enough. Like he was letting the Lord down sometimes. So so check out what he did. I'm going to be in Job chapter one. I don't expect you to get there, but you can read this later. Job chapter one, beginning verse four. It says, "His sons used to take turns holding feasts at their homes." And they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When the period of feasting had run its course, Job would send and have them, meaning his children, purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. So see what he's doing? He's trying to make up the difference, even if his kids had an improper thought. Uh, was this unusual? No, because the end of verse five there says, this was Job's regular custom. This is something that he did on a regular basis. So even though he was a good guy, Job went to these great lengths to make sure that he didn't he didn't accidentally do something wrong or that his kids didn't accidentally have a, a wrong thought. So it was Job's custom to just do good all the time. And I think that in our way of calculating who in this world should have trouble and who should get a pass, it makes sense, at least in our minds, it makes sense that a guy like Job would get a pass. And while we're giving out passes, why don't we just give one to ourselves too? Because man, we try hard, don't we? So let's get a pass to so we don't have to suffer as well. But you see then the evidence all around that uh, people, don't, people don't get a pass. Nobody gets a pass on difficult times. Nobody gets a pass. Uh, in, in a moment, life can turn upside down and can be, be very difficult. And, you know, or you think about, you know, like godly couples who 
would be great parents. And everybody looks at them and says, man, you guys are going to be great parents. And, and uh, yeah, they can't get pregnant. They can't get pregnant. And, and you flip that coin and you look and there's some girl that uh, is not living a godly life and she ends up with multiple kids and doesn't really want any of those kids around. And so you're thinking, wow, you know, is that fair? But the truth is life isn't always fair. Or you see a man who's worked hard his entire life and uh, has put it, you know, given, given his decades of his work career to the company and then the company just sort of kicks him to the side you know at a certain age and backfills him with some young punk kid you know that doesn't really try and or you see uh, like right now you might see someone who has sacrificed and built their business and taken out second mortgages on their homes and made something happen and and, and then the business has kind of taken off and and now here they sit with no business whatsoever going on, no money coming in, and they are on the, the verge of collapse. And uh, even though they're great people and they've worked hard, and in my opinion, and Lord, this is only my opinion, I'm just saying, I'm making a point here out loud. It would make sense that if, if bad things happen, that bad things would happen to bad people, like somebody who's a jerk, somebody who's inconsiderate, somebody who doesn't use their money wisely, somebody who, you know, just is a sinner, 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 doesn't care what anybody thinks and doesn't really even try in their lives. It, you, you would think that that would, all the bad things would happen to them. And as a matter of fact, if all the bad, bad people would say, wow, I'm having a bad time over here and then christians could step in and say hey we're over here and we're not having a bad time and the reason is is because we're christians and if you're a christian then nothing bad ever happens to you so you should be a christian too and man what a great testimony that would be and obviously that's tongue-in-cheek because that's not that's not how it works somebody say that's not how it works that's not how it works i think we all know that right so the, the Bible actually says rain falls on the just and on the unjust and, you know, and we feel it. And we felt it last night. The rain fell on everybody. It didn't pick a house to fall on and then another house not to fall on. The rain fell on everybody last night, which means, according to that Bible verse, that, you know, bad times end up in everybody's life at one time or another. That's just the way it works. And even though... Uh, you know, even though I think a non-suffering testimony would be pretty good, God's a whole lot smarter than me. And, you know, maybe this is a, a true test of faith. That a true test of faith would, would be when things are not good all the time. A true test of faith would be when, when some bad things happen to us. That's when faith is truly tested. Maybe... Maybe God wants people following him who will follow him, not just for the blessings. I mean, think about that. That's a true test of a believer. Like, yeah, God's blessing me so much. I just love him. I love him. That's good. That's good. But what about when the blessings are scarce? What about when you go through the valley? What about when things get tough? 
maybe, maybe, maybe God thinks a better testimony is when the world gets to see how a Christ follower reacts in tough times, how we handle it when we go through difficult seasons, like a, like a pandemic, for instance. Do we, do we uh, stay positive? Do we believe even in the middle of this that God is still good, that God still has a good plan? Do we believe that the promises of the Bible? Do we believe that God will never leave us or forsake us? Do we believe that he's walking with us through this? Do we believe that he's still watching over us? You think about Job. Job went through heck, through heck. If you don't know the story, he went bankrupt. Uh, his children were killed. He got an incurable disease that was very painful. He lost everything, everything. And so the dude is suffering materially, uh, financially, um, physically, socially, mentally. He still has his wife, but as I have said in church, his wife is only recorded as saying two things to, to Job. One, she said, your breath is offensive. You got bad breath. And the second thing she said is curse God and die. Yeah, so that's it. That's all he gets from his wife. And uh, if you read through this book, um, then, then you know a couple of things already. But, but let, let me tell you, because I know some of you are going to want to read it now. You start at the beginning. There's the setup. And the setup is that the devil says to the Lord, that Job is only following you because he is so blessed. Like he has all these blessings in his life. He's got all his cattle, all the, you know, he's a, he's a millionaire, really. He's a millionaire and you've just blessed him so much. Of course he believes. And, 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 and that's just in the very first little bit of the book. And then boom, uh, the devil takes everything away. So it's a test of, Job's faith, when everything is gone, will he still believe in God? And then he goes for all of these chapters with his friends trying to counsel him. And, and uh, so, so be careful when you read Job. If it's one of his friends talking to him, it's not the Lord talking. I know sometimes I've seen people will pull out something that one of his friends said, which is not the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that we should live by what the friends said, because the friends were wrong in the book of Job, but that's their, it's a narrative playing out as these three friends try to counsel him and they're not very good at counseling, but uh, anyway, let me, let me get back to this. The, the devil told God, of course, Job believes, you, you know, he's got so many blessings. He got so much bling in his life. Who wouldn't believe without, who who wouldn't believe if they had that much bling in their life? And, and uh, then it began, you know, everything fell apart. It was horrible. The testing was over the top and, and I believe the worst part of this, and you'll see this if you read through the book, is that for 37 chapters, for 37 chapters, Job had no clue what was going on. No clue. For 37 chapters, God is silent. His friends were not silent. And unfortunately, they matched their not silent demeanor with stupidity. And uh, we, 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 let me put something in here right now. If you have a friend who's just lost everything and they're going through a tough time, the best thing you can do is just be there. Just be there. 
you don't need to talk. You don't need to talk. In fact, sometimes when people talk, they actually make things worse because they try to explain why these bad things have happened. Number one, you might be wrong. And number two, people don't need to hear it at that moment. What they need to hear is that you're there with them and you're there for them and you're going to help walk through this season. You're going to walk through this season with them. Anyway, for 37 chapters in the book of Job, God is silent. God is silent. God is silent. And Job is faithful. Faithful. And James is giving us some motivation. And we're finally to the book of James now. James is giving us some motivation in James chapter 5, verse 11. Uh, let's see, in verse, in verse 11, he says, You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So uh, according to the book of Job, what happened was after the suffering was over and Job passed the test, God restored double what Job had had before. Double. And You think about it, God was preparing this wonderful harvest for Job after the suffering. But to get there, to get there to that day after the suffering, Job, his part of it was he had to persevere. He had to persevere. And honestly, that's how we get through this. That's how we get through. That's how we persevere. Even though we may not be able to answer the whys of the situation that we're going through, we may not know why the suffering is happening in our lives in particular. You know, when things don't go the way we want them to go. But we do know this, that God is always, always, always faithful. That God is always, when we, even when we can't see it, even when God is silent, that God is still there. That he has a good plan for us. His plan is good and he's going to work his plan. And what he needs from us is just to hang on, man, just hang on and get to the other side. We got to keep on believing. That's our, that's what we do. We do. God's going to do his part. And a lot of his part is in silence. A lot of his parts is behind the scene. Our part is just hang on. And even as I say this, I know that some of you are 37 chapters into the silence of this pandemic and you've been calling out to God and you got nothing. You, you haven't heard a peep. You haven't seen any indicators of how this is going to work out for you in particular. You've been going through this valley and uh, it feels, and I, I'm saying this from my vantage point and it feels like it's not going to end sometimes. When you look at it, it feels like it's not going to end. And I read an article just a few minutes ago um, they said that I believe it's 45%, 45% of American adults right now in the prime time um, age group, you know, from like uh, 30 or so to like 50 or 45 or something. <clears throat> so right in the heart of the, the working population, it says that uh, like 45% are experiencing some level of depression right now. Wow. So a lot of us are looking and we're like, man, when is this thing going to be over? When are we going to get through? Are we going to get through this? Some people are asking that question. Are we going to get through this? Are we get through this. What? Listen to me. 
and there will be a new beginning. And the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And he sees us. He sees you. He knows exactly what you're going through. And I just want to remind you of something. He cares. He cares. And uh, just like I know that the sun is going to shine on me every day at 8 o'clock right here. Actually, in that seat next to me. You see right here, though? Can you see that? Yeah. Every day the sun comes. That's that's what God does. Every day he shows up, man. He shows up. And it may be a little while before he gets to that part of the story where it gets good again. But I'm telling you, he's going to show up. He's going to show up. Now, I, I, I stated this uh, back when we were in Romans. I think it was when we were in Romans. No, I think it, maybe it was when we did that week of when the pandemic was supposed to have the most deaths in the United States in uh, Psalm chapter 23, verse four, David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yea, though I walk through, yea, though I walk through that word through, um, uh, you don't stop in a valley. You don't set up camp in a valley. You keep on walking in faith. And if we're going to get to the other side, that's what we that's what we have to keep on doing. We got to keep on believing in faith that God's going to get us through this. So keep on walking in faith. And then in Romans, this one did come from the series in Romans. Uh, my, one of my all time favorites, uh, chapter eight, verse 28. Um, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So. And uh, this is, I think, original with me, and it's going to be in my book someday right here. If it's not good, God's not done. If it's not good, God's not done. And Job, even in the middle of his mess, even though he couldn't understand it, he said, I still believe. I still believe. Even though I can't see the necessarily how this is going to work out exactly, I still believe. I still believe. In fact, Check this out. In, in chapter 3, um, verse 15, um, talking about God here, because he didn't, uh, he didn't know what was going on. Remember that. He, he doesn't know what's going on, so he doesn't know if it's God doing this to him or what. Right? But in chapter 3, verse 15, Job says, Though he slay me, yet shall I trust in him. Though he slay me. Yet shall I trust in him. Like God can take me out if he wants to take me out. And I'd be okay with that because I trust that God is God and he has a good plan. And if taking me out is part of his plan, well, then let's get on with it because I trust in him. Can I just say, wow, that, my friends, is faith. And Job also spoke prophetically. And this is over in chapter 19, verse 25 of the book of Job. He said this, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end, he will stand on the earth. I know that my Redeemer lives and in the end, he will stand upon the earth. Now, Job didn't have all the answers, but he knew the one who did. And in that moment of suffering, he encouraged himself by saying, he's talking about the Messiah. The Redeemer is coming. He's coming. Eventually, in the end, uh, he'll be here and he's going to make everything all right. And by the way, not so coincidentally, that's the same way James encouraged us in the beginning of this chapter. And we talked about uh, 
when we started getting into the book of James here on, uh, I believe it was Monday. He said in, in verse seven, uh, be patient until the Lord's coming. Verse eight, uh, the Lord's coming is near. Verse nine, the judge is standing at the door. James said, have spiritual grip because Jesus is coming. Job said, I'm going to, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to keep on going because my redeemer lives and someday he's going to show up. He's going to show up, which leads me to say today, look beyond the problem. Look beyond the problem to the conclusion that God wants to bring and look beyond the problem always, always to Jesus. Amen. Okay. That's it, man. I'm going to get to work on my sermon. Uh, meet me back here tomorrow. We're going to finish up our week of devotionals with another passage on endurance and perseverance. That's 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Again, as always, we ask you, please let us know where you're watching from in the comments. And if you have any prayer requests, you can by all means put them there in the comments as well. And folks, thank you for encouraging one another. You've been such a blessing to so many people. And and uh, once once I am done here. They're going to roll the, the last slides for about five minutes. You got about five minutes. If you want to put something in there to, to encourage somebody or to just say a kind word to someone and let us know where you're from and ask for prayer and pray for people, do that. Okay. And um, if I don't see you tomorrow, like if you're not able to show up tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., hopefully I'll see you on Sunday. Sunday, uh, as per usual in this current situation that we're in, we're going to be online only this weekend. 9:45 a.m. Lord willing, what we're going to do here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be, you know, weather dependent very strongly, is we want to do another outdoor event before we open up our before we open up our buildings. Opening up the buildings is a whole another level of of issues that we are going to work through uh, socially keeping people socially distanced and so forth. But uh, before that, before we open up the buildings uh, in the next little bit, we're going to try to do another outdoor event or two. And so I would encourage you to be watching your email inbox, be looking at social media. By the way, if you don't follow us on social media, go follow us on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't want you to miss anything. And the reason I'm telling you to do that is not just because I want us to get more followers, but because when we do these events, we can't we can't announce them days and days in advance is because, you know, the weather changes all the time here in Texas. And it's been remarkable to me that some days they say it's going to rain 90 percent chance of rain that it turns out to be a beautiful day. And then sometimes the opposite is true. So. What we're going to do is we're going to wait till like the day before an outdoor event. We're going to wait till the day before. And if it looks like everything's going to be good, we actually have a young lady on our staff. She, she's over our social media accounts. Her name is Heidi. She's actually a meteorologist, a meteorologist. And so she keeps us up to date. And so I've got her looking at some dates over the next couple of weeks when we can do an outdoor event. And I said, you got to let me know, man. You got to let me know. And so we're going to we're just going to push up against one of those dates. And if it if it's a go, then we're going to blast it on uh, on uh, the email, on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. And we're going to try to get people to show up the very next day. That's how it's going to be that short window. And I say this because it's so unpredictable. You just saw maybe yesterday NASA and SpaceX were supposed to launch uh, 
first man uh, manned mission in a long time uh, from from American soil and and they spent billions of dollars and had hundreds of scientists and weather people working on it and you saw what happened they had to scrap it <laughs> it's going to be Saturday but pray for those guys because we actually have people from our church that have worked on this mission so pray for them pray that they'll be safe and all that but uh I'm just saying it doesn't matter if you're spending billions of dollars and you've got hundreds of scientists you still outdoor events are iffy okay so we're going to push it right up to the, the day before and then we're going to make the announcement and then we're just going to have a party we're going to have a party and if you weren't at the last one then you just don't know how fest festive and fun it was people brought their own food they set up their own areas we sang we praised god it was gorgeous and beautiful and hopefully soon again maybe next week we'll see okay but uh let me close in a word of prayer heavenly father lord thank you so much for being in this even though sometimes it feels like you are silent you know that lord i know how you operate sometimes and and uh it's your mo to uh to be working behind the scenes sometimes and lord i thank you that even though in some regards it does feel like you're way behind the scenes that i know that you're doing a good thing Lord. you're doing a good thing and i just pray that you continue to use this for your glory and for our good in the meantime dear lord give us holy grit we need lots of it. holy grit and uh protect those who are uh, still out there on the front lines and those who are back at work uh heal those who are sick lord um I'm praying for those who are struggling financially, Lord, come on, Lord, come on, please, Lord, you determine the time, but I feel like it's time to go again, so help us to get there where we need to get, Lord, and in the meantime, help us to get where we need to get on the inside, and uh, I pray this all in the powerful name of your son, Jesus, and all the people said, amen. Okay, so tomorrow 8 a.m., Lord willing, here at the kitchen table, you will see my wife's hand, maybe her forearm tomorrow. And then on uh, then on Sunday online, 945 a.m. God bless you guys. Love you so much. Hope that you have an awesome day.